Greetings from the Hour of Excellence Studio Wrestling, featuring outstanding dignitaries, superlatives, and also providing information to extend your knowledge. I am honored to introduce an outstanding dignitary tonight, Attorney Shawana, and she will tell you her last name. Welcome to the Hour of Excellence Studio Wrestling, Attorney Sawana. Please give us a brief introduction. Well, well, thank you. Uh, my name is Suwana uh, Jambier, and I am a native of Lake City, Florida, mom, wife, and attorney. <laughs> but at heart, I think I'm just a small-town girl with big dreams. Very good. Now, with your outstanding background here in Lake City, you were very modest about that. I know you can say a lot of the things, but I know how it is when you are destined for greatness. Now, I want you to tell us something about your um, how it was growing up here in Lake City, Florida. Anything you'd like to share? And also, <laughs> what school did you graduate from here in, in Columbia County or Lake City? Oh, wow. Um, well, I am a graduate of Columbia High School in Lake City, Florida. Go Tigers! <laughs> um, gosh, growing up in Lake City uh, provided me really like a very um, unique experience, I think. Um, I matriculated through the public education system um, and had some wonderful educators um, throughout my time in Lake City, and I, I believe that a lot of them really shaped and molded me uh, and prepared me for the future, um, the career I have now, um, and just some of the experiences I've been able to have um, just growing up from then until now. Um, <laughs> my parents are uh, Lake City natives. My mom is a Lake City native, born and raised, um, and so she still she is still in Lake City, and we love that uh, being able to go home and uh, see her and so forth. Um, and so my dad is actually um, from uh, Port-au-Prince, Haiti. And so that was an interesting experience, too, growing up um, in our household because, you know, you have the mix of the, the two, what may be seeming like uh, similar cultures uh, with a few differences. So <laughs> um, a house full of kids, um, uh, they have uh, sisters and brothers, and so um, big family growing up. Okay, tell me now. The makeup of your family. You said sisters and brothers. How many sisters do you have, and how many brothers do you have? <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so my oldest sister is a Tanya Jean. She's now a Tanya Jean Funny. Um, my youngest sister is Fadrina Sutton. Um, and so Tanya lives in uh, Georgia. We actually live down the road from each other now. And uh, Fadrina is in Tallahassee. Um, and then my older brother. Uh, Roman uh, Gene, and he is actually in Georgia, so we're probably about an hour away, but we're all here. And then uh, my little brother, uh, Malachi, and so he is in Lake City as well. Very good, very good. It seems that you have a well-knitted family, and that is so, so great. Do you have anybody that you can cite as a contributing factor for your choosing the career in which you are which you are in at this time, and you can tell us what career it is. Okay. Uh, so I am now a practicing attorney um, in the state of Georgia, and um, I think 
I would probably really say multiple people. Um, I want to say, first of all, God, with the purpose um, and passion and desire that he placed in me. Um, but I remember, <laughs> I think I was like about in the fourth grade, and I remember telling my mom, like, uh, it was the summer, and I just went, so I said, Mom, I was like, I want to be, you know, a lawyer uh, when I grow up. And she's like, okay. And she goes, she turns right, she's sitting in the desk, she turns right around, and she gets on the phone, and she starts calling um, several attorneys that she's met um, in Lake City. And she's like, you know, my daughter wants to be an attorney. Can she come and talk to you all and kind of see, you know, what it's about and so forth? And so I visited probably like four different attorneys. And the last person that I spoke with um, was uh, Judge Leandra Johnson. And so between <laughs> her and my mom, uh, making sure that um, the passion didn't die and that uh, I was aware of the purpose, um, I definitely say those are two big, two big factors for that. Very good. Now, this was a sudden thing that came into your mind. Was it something that you ha- you you saw on television, or was it something that you dreamed of? What sparked that little interest suddenly? What was it that happened? Oh. You said you told your mother you wanted to be. What was it? Is it something that? It, how, how did that that little thing into your mind to be um, a, uh, an attorney? Um, I think that's why I say say God first because I I was um, napping and I just woke up and just came and told her that. Uh, So I think like that literally just, it just came from, you know, just that unction I was, you know, that he put in me to say, you know, this is just just to put that vision in front of me that this is your path um, that you're going to be on. I feel like I've always wanted to be like an advocate for other people and have done that at a young age. Um, And so I think, (laughs) I I just really have to say, I think it was, it was that. (laughs) Very good, very good. What a marvelous idea. Now, did you go directly from undergraduate school to law school? I did not. I um, I attended law school as a non-traditional student. Um, <laughs> a lot of times we do talk about our plans and things that we intend to do and um, how we intend to get there and make things happen and so forth. And so I, w- I went on a non-traditional path <laughs> to law school. Uh-huh. Um, I actually had a few careers prior to um, going to law school. So my last one um, was actually teaching. I um, taught um, in Lake City, actually, and I taught um, in Clayton County in Georgia. So <laughs> didn't go straight there. Okay. So those experiences that you had in the classroom, you say in Georgia and in Lake City, it sort of elevated you to your successful um, encounter your successfulness in law school, or from it helped you to to bounce from from uh, your lower level to a higher level. The experiences that you had in the classroom. So, in other words, the classroom was a good was an important factor in the elevation to your your uh, law school. I mean, was that experience valuable to you? Oh, absolutely. I, I would say invaluable. Um, at this point, because one, for sure, it is the thing that prompted me to go back after saying, you know, this is the thing that you know um, that you've wanted, that's been placed in your path, and you need to get, you need to go and get it done. Uh, I think, you know, talking with my students and just preparing them for their own futures and then just kind of saying, but what, what about what you said you were going to do? What about, you know, what you said you wanted to do? Um, and then also just trying to advocate for them uh, as their as their educator. Um, it's like we're we're expected as educators to affect change, 
and that's important. And so it's like if that's our job, um, and we're we're you know saying that to our students, and then it's also to be that example of um, what we require from them as well. So, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Have you heard of any of your students who decided to go into the legal profession as a result of? Um, the things that you might have uh, said to them. Do you you have anybody in mind that followed your path? Um, I do have a student um, that actually graduated last year, um, you know, who talked to me about, like, kind of what to do as far as going to law school, um, how to prepare themselves uh, to be successful, um, how to choose it, and so forth. There's a lot, really a lot goes that goes into that process. Um, and I think some people think that it possibly starts after undergrad, but I think that it's important to acknowledge that it's really a process that you want to start um, gathering information and just starting to do some things in your undergraduate career. Um, major is maybe not so much important because you'll find in law school that there are um, a range of uh, uh, graduate or undergraduate degrees that are in law school, but there are just some things that you want to do. Uh, prior to um, actually applying to law school in your undergraduate career to kind of help prepare you and set you up for success. Okay, very good. Now, this might be a personal question. Did you get some <laughs> kind of a scholarship, or did you have to um, uh, get, a, get a loan in order to <laughs> advance your studies? Now, if that's a personal question, no, you don't have to no, answer it. <laughs> you want to know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, it's a, and it's a very good question. Um, and it's so, like, a lot of times when I do talk with others about attending law school, I try to let them know um, to, to, to that's a part of setting themselves up for success. So I did not go into law school with scholarships. Um, once I got into law school, um, I did get several scholarships throughout the throughout the year, um, but I, <laughs> I entered without any. Um, and I, I possibly could have had I known uh, some of the things that I learned a little bit later in the process as far as timing when you apply. Um, the earlier the better as far as, you know, scholarships um, and then just like even with testing. Um, I've heard, you know, one person say it was like <laughs> that test score, the difference between $160,000 um, wow. of loans. Yeah. <laughs> of loans. Wow. So, yeah, it's, yeah, so it's like you want to take that, that part seriously. Um, as far as studying for the, the, the entrance exam for law school, the law school um, test, the LSAT. So taking some time to really focus on that and get a, a not just a good score but a really great score. Um, so setting aside that time to like be, be really focused on the exam could mean the difference <laughs> between a full uh-huh. ride um, to law school and maybe a partial scholarship or no scholarship at all. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, very, very good. You have a pleasing personality. I know when you step before the judge or whomever you have to have to uh, go before and defend your client, I know with your smile and your personality, they say, "Oh, she won the case already," because you have a nice personality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, attorney, I, well, I have a problem with your last name. Tell me how to pronounce it again. It's Jean Vier. John V. Okay, for January, yeah. <laughs> okay, John V. Okay, uh-huh. attorney John V. Mm-hmm. How did you choose the law school that you attended? Oh, okay. So um, I attended um, the Florida Agricultural Mechanical University for undergraduate um, school, and 
Um, when it came down to thinking about <clears throat> what I was looking for and the reason I was going to law school, um, going to law school because I knew that I wanted to be an advocate uh, for my community, and I knew that it was a very important task that I was taking on and to consider where I sat um, in the classroom, what that looked like, really determined um, where I wanted to go <laughs> for oh, okay. And So I am now what they call a double rattler uh, because I graduated from uh, Florida A&M University College of Law. Um, so I chose uh, FAMU's law school because it is a historically black um, college university. There's only, um, there's only six in the country six HBCU uh-huh. law schools, um, and so we are one of six. And so that was that was very important to me um, because I knew how great the task was, and it was important to have people that look like me talking to me um, in class um, and sharing their experience with me, but also being that representation of you can do it. Okay. Wow. You you made a great choice. I'm not going to tell you why, but you made a great choice. <laughs> Florida M University, you made a great choice. So that means your head is all right. So if I need a lawyer, I know who to come to. Now, what is your area of specialization? So if I need a lawyer from a wonderful school, I know who to come to. What is your area of specialization? Well, now, I don't want you to need me. I actually practice criminal law, and um, I don't have clients. Well, I represent the state, so I am an assistant solicitor general um, for the solicitor general's office in Clayton County, Georgia. So that is criminal law. Um, And I am a prosecutor. (laughs) Um, And so criminal law, but nothing like that. I don't do felonies. So just misdemeanors of things that, you know, just won't quite mess your life up, but might give you you a little trouble. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Now, do you have the judges that you have – have had to uh, deal with, I don't know if that's the right word, <laughs> have they been uh, mostly men or women? No. Um, actually, so in Georgia we have uh, state court, superior court, magistrate court, and so um, I work on the state court level, and um, in our county we have five judges, and uh, four of those uh, uh, judges are black women. Uh, and the other the other judge is a black male. He's actually chief judge. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, um, so that that is that is, that was actually been a pretty interesting uh, part of my job as well uh, within the county. That those are the people I get to practice in front of each day. Uh huh. Yes. Now, how long have you been practicing? How long has well, it been? So I just graduated um, in 2022. So. We're Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. About six months now I've been a prosecutor. That means you have a lot of new ideas, so you would be one that someone would select because of your new ideas. A lot of those older uh, lawyers might not be updated. They might. I'm not saying they <laughs> might. Well, I better take that. Yeah. I better take that. Qu- Let me take that back because I don't want anybody. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to get any kind of mail. Yeah, every lawyer is great. Okay, yeah. every lawyer is great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I take that back. I forgot I was on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. What did you feel? What do you feel? Um. Like was a valuable point why you attended law school. What did um, you feel 
like was a valuable yeah. point while you attended um, law school? Yeah, I think I think definitely, uh, like I said, being able to um, being able to have my professors, um, not all of them obviously, but um, the majority of them that look look like me, um, and so I think the difference in attending um, an HBCU versus you know perhaps a, a PWI is that um, you you get that. Listen, stop by my office. We need to talk about, you know, what's going on or the ex- the, the level of uh, expectation. Um, I think it's higher <laughs> when you attend um, historically black colleges and universities because we know what's at stake. Um, and uh-huh. we understand the value of education and the opportunity um, that we have. Um, so the legal profession, as far as attorneys, it's less than 5% of that profession is represented by African-Americans. Um, and then it's less than 2% of them are women. So we're already a very small population, um, and so it was important to be, um, I guess i say groomed, <laughs> groomed uh-huh. by people who understood um, the challenges that I would, you know, face coming in, whether it's like, oh, are, are you the lawyer or are you the secretary or are you the defendant? Uh, um, yes, I know. <laughs> going, yeah. going into court yeah. um, and having yeah. those shared experiences. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was going to be my next question, but you answered about the uh, oh. ratio there. Yeah, less yeah. than two percent. Yeah. When, okay. Now, what was your? What do you consider your biggest challenge? Was it that uh, the ratio makeup or what? What, what was your? What do you think was your biggest challenge in law school? Ooh. Um. In law or did you have a lot of them? Yeah. No. <laughs> So I'll say this. So I I share with you, so two things. I share with you, one, that I went back to law school um, after, um, you know, kind of experiencing life, a little detour on my plan to becoming an attorney. Um, And so I entered law school with a full family. (laughs) Um, I have three kids um, and a husband. And so I went from just kind of being that really hands-on mom, parent, um, and (laughs) available wife to like being like I can I have to you know I have to study um because law school is very intense um and so that was a very big challenge um in that just kind of having to take my hands take my hands off a lot of things at home and uh-huh. um trust that trust that I had given enough <laughs> enough instruction yeah. um that they could you know that they could be able to uh, survive and and understand the sacrifice that we were making at the moment um so I uh-huh. think you know that was that was one of the challenges and then I feel like another challenge was <clears throat> I went into law school with a conception of what type of law I wanted to practice. I had just left teaching, and I really wanted to practice education law because I just felt like I saw so many boys, and I saw our community suffering um, under the weight of the public school system, and I just thought, how do, how do I figure out how to help that? What do I do? And so that was my goal um, going in. But then I would take different classes, and I'd be like, wow, there's really a need for someone, some representation here. Oh, I think I could do that. And it was, <laughs> I just got to the point where I don't know what type of law I want to practice because I feel like we're underrepresented in so many places that the help I want to provide to the community could could be in any one <laughs> could be in any one of these fields, and I don't know yeah. I don't know where to go, Lord help me. <laughs> but now, see, you're still young. You can go into yeah. other 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 uh, um, branches of faith or whatever you want to call them, law. Because you're still young. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're still young, and your mm-hmm. outlook look is so positive. Mm-hmm. You're destined for greatness. <laughs> you are really 
really outstanding. You are mm-hmm. what we consider a superlative, a dignitary. So with the time that's left on planet Earth, you can find <laughs> other avenues, other lawyer. I mean, other um, uh, uh, areas of law that you can go to because you, you have a, a spirit of being helpful to others. You have, mm-hmm. and with, and you just mentioned the uh, the responsibility that you had when you were you were taking your law classes. You said in so many words because mm-hmm. you had a family that you was that you were taking care of and all that. Because I know with that in mind, what was it like for you to prepare for? And I know you. I've heard of a bar exam. What was it mm-hmm. like to prepare for a bar a, the bar exam with everything mm-hmm. that you have to do? Mm. At you had you oh, do. <laughs> so the the bar the bar exam I, I had some thoughts about it. Um but as as far as like my preparation for it, um it's it's that so the first of all the test is only offered two times a year. Um so twice a year, um generally you take it right after graduation, um, because you know, everything is supposed to be fresh. Um, but it was twelve hour days. Um, mostly seven days a week for three months. Um, and so I would, like, get up in the morning and, you know, read, do practice questions, um, make charts, flashcards, watch videos, sit in lectures, um, and repeat, you know, rinse and repeat, <laughs> record myself, um, you know, reading through different rules and things of that nature, um, practice writing. So it was, like, seven seven days of just really, really intense um, studying. Um, and it was it's just so much weight on that one exam to get to take it. It's, it's over two days, um, and so eight hours each, eight hours each day um, for two days. So it's a, it's a very intense um, exam, and preparing for it is even more intense because you can't do, you can't practice law without it. <laughs> so yeah, um, you know you go through you spend those you know those three years in law school, and then it's like okay. You don't even get a chance to really enjoy graduation because you're like, I gotta, I gotta focus. So it's like, shut everybody out. <laughs> I can't uh-huh. talk to anybody because I'm spending ten, twelve hours a day um, studying yeah. and trying to balance that. You know. Yeah. Well, what you just said, you were born to be a lawyer. <laughs> you were born to be in the legal profession, and that's where <laughs> you are, and you're gonna be there because you're making a difference. You may, and I think you said you were. Your basic one is a criminal justice, right? Is that what you're saying? Your, um, yes, I'm. Yeah, I practice criminal law. Yes. Uh huh. Yes. Now, tell us something about. I know we've heard some kind of misconceptions about prosecutors. You know, tell us something about that. What are some of the misconceptions that you know of about prosecutors? Um, <laughs> it's definitely a definitely a work of heart. Um, I think a lot a lot of times you you don't find um as many of us um in that field one because it, it's not as lucrative as it could be um as as other fields could be um but we need to be in those spaces because a lot of times the thing is that you have that prosecutorial discretion so when it comes to looking at a case and you're looking at the facts of the case and what happened and you're looking at the individual um and you're looking at the charges and you and you're just trying to determine if all these things match and whether or not it's really worth um, pursuing, um, whether or not you have, you know, the things that you need to, to get the verdict that you need at the end. Um, and so, like, we have um, in Clayton County, we have pretrial um, diversion, <clears throat> uh, which essentially is, like, sometimes you have people that make mistakes. 
I'm a lot of times looking at young kids who have, you know, gotten with the wrong crowd. It's, it's, it's a good kid, and it's like this one mistake may hinder them, you know, for the rest of their life. And you have the opportunity to say, okay, let's try this, and then this doesn't go on your record. Um, and then, you know, you have community service or perhaps you have to, you know, pay a fine. Um, and as long as you stay out of trouble, you know, we can we can uh, go ahead and just um, not not have this as something that comes up on your record with a background check and so forth. Um, and just even just looking at particular cases and what charges um, are brought and so forth. And so it's like a lot of times people are thinking <laughs> we're just out to get people, I, I feel like, a lot of times in the community. Um, you feel like that. Um, but you need people with experiences like mine who consider, okay, this is a mom or, you know, this is a young this is a young boy um, or uh, just looking at the situation and think, is this a situation brought on by um, economic, um, you know, needs and not being able to, you know, have funding or being houseless or things of that nature. So um, realizing that that's that's the need and that's why we need people uh, that look like us. We need that representation in that space mm-hmm. um to pro- to provide protection for us. Yeah. Yeah, very good. And I you've used the expression look like us. That's very mm-hmm. important. Very, very mm-hmm. important. It's mm-hmm. very important to the little child, the little kindergarten student. When you see mm-hmm. somebody that look like us. That's very, mm-hmm. very important. And regardless of uh what people think that does make a difference. Now, do you feel like criminal law is your forever home? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, look, look, I say no, uh, but we always know that God has different plans for us. Um, <laughs> in the moment I say no, um, I really enjoy what I what I do. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. Um, I was just telling my husband. I was like, I'm just treading. I'm just treading water right now. There's no caught mm-hmm. up, um, but I enjoy it. Um, I, I like the space that I'm in, but I feel like uh, there are definitely, like you said before, there are definitely other areas of law that I can see myself uh, practicing in uh, to, to fulfill that need uh, for our community and, and be there, be that representation. So um, I think eventually, right now, I'm leaning towards possibly labor and employment law. Um, because I just feel like as as workers and uh, living in uh, all these uh, what we call at little states, uh, we need representation too um, because mm-hmm. sometimes people are taking advantage of employees, uh, misusing policies and things of that nature. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, this might be a personal question, but mm-hmm. have you made a decision or decisions that have caused you to have sleepless nights? <laughs> um, now, if, if you don't no. want to answer that, you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, no, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say no. I feel like I can, I can confidently say no because, like I said, um, I deal with misdemeanors, so no, you know, no felonies where we're talking about murder or uh, things of nature where you're talking about life sentences or putting someone who has murdered back out on the street um, or you know not be able to get the verdict you need for that. So essentially. Um, you know that that won't be, <laughs> and and that's another thing I've I've considered. I don't I don't know that I could be there because I, I do worry about not being able to sleep um, uh-huh. in that situation. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, bless your little heart. You're present. You you're just so precious. And as I said, <laughs> you're destined for greatness. Okay, <laughs> now does one ever find? Do you ever find? I think you mentioned it. The balance for work life. 
I think you mentioned that earlier, and I don't know why I want you to come back on it. Do, do you ever find the balance for work life? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you ask my family, probably no. <laughs> probably uh-huh. no. Um, but one of the things that I really, I really try to do uh, with my family is, you know, come home and have that meal, like sit at the table and have that meal together, that time to like talk and talk about the day and not being passing from one activity to the next or just exhausted from the day. So just trying to have as many family meals as we can um, together is just something. It's like I just try to find that little bit um, in each space. Um, I try not to take work home. Uh, oh. <laughs> I try. I try to still have right. it. You say you try. Um, <laughs> I try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now, your little precious children, mm-hmm. has anyone express a delight, I mean, uh, uh, a desire, not a delight, mm-hmm. a desire to become a legal person like you, a lawyer or something like that, <laughs> judge or something like that. Has them? No. Has any of them? Oh, they didn't? Okay. So you have not been a good role model for them, huh? <laughs> oh, oh no, my goodness. But you know what? They are, they are chasing their own dreams, I think. Oh. So my oldest wants to be a kinesiologist. I've got my middle son that wants to be an engineer, and my youngest, you know, wants to be an entrepreneur. So she's she's always into something, creating something. So they all have their own path, which I'm proud of. <laughs> yes, very good. And just when you said proud of, just like I'm proud of you, as you oh, talk, you. <laughs> as you talk, Shawana, I have flashbacks about the time that, and and people always say I'm bragging about. My brain bowl students, you were on my brain bowl team, and I cannot, I cannot hesitate in saying that you made a difference, and you were outstanding dignitary then, and you won now, and I'm proud of the advancement that you're making in life. And as I said, you're destined for greatness, and I'm sure with your interacting with your team members, that made you a better person, and that made you great in the profession in the profession that you're in now. And I'm so proud of you. I am really proud of you because I said my little brainbow my little <laughs> brainbow student is now a lawyer that's gonna help me. And I appreciate <laughs> you for that. I really appreciate you. Now yeah. what advice would you give to young dignitaries who want mm-hmm. to attend law school? What advice would you give to them? Um, I would say, I'm going to say three things. Um, One, seek out mentorship. I think that is super um, important um, to look for uh, someone who's traveled down that road before um, that you can, you know, call for advice for um, just just sometimes just to talk about it or um, even somebody that just kind of knows your name because you you always need that someone to, to mention your name. Um, in the room when you're not in there, um, but someone who who knows the ropes. Um, so mentorship is is extremely important. Um, I think if it's something um, that you really that you feel like you really want to do, I would definitely say um, do what it takes to be prepared. Um, seek out um, information, and there, there's so much out there um, if you look for it uh, that will help you to be successful. Uh, when you're talking about testing, and not even things that cost. Um, there are, you know, free materials um, that are out there for you to use to, to put you in the right space, the category, the direction you want to be in regarding that. 
Um, and then for people who may feel like they have gotten lost on their journey, I understand that. Um, don't give up. And, like, it's never, it's literally never too late, literally never too late to do it. Um, if you're thinking, gosh, three years is a long time. Um, <laughs> three years have passed, and you could have been in school. Um, so don't give up uh, on that uh, mentorship and um, do the work to be successful. Very good, very good. Now, do you have time to maybe um, um, in, to get involved in community activities? Uh, or have you written a book? Uh, what do you do that, that does not <laughs> does not deal with your profession? Mm-hmm. Have you had time for that? Um, yeah. So I actually um, work with um, two 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 nonprofits. One is um, profession related, um, and I sit on the board, um, and it's for this this the National Women of Color Council, and so um, we're you know out there seeking to be resources for. Uh, women, uh, women of color that are looking to get into the legal profession, um, and then also um, I also help plan the annual conference for Ladies Learning to Lead, which is a nonprofit. Um, and so it's for middle school girls, um, six middle school and high school girls. Uh, we take them on; they get like a weekend, and um, we go through and they do networking. We give them; they get business cards, and they get a chance to practice their networking skills with. Um, some of our sponsors and donors, um, <clears throat> they have a chance to connect with um, college mentors. So uh, girls that are in college that can, you know, give them information and be a resource for them. They get to connect with a career mentor. Um, they spend the day just kind of like a full college day uh, on campus. They stay in the dorms. So they love that part, <laughs> love that part about it. Um, they, you know, workshops, and we just kind of give them, like, we do interviewing uh, skills and practice interviews with them. Um, we go through, and they just got different workshops with uh, different areas or aspects that we're uh, working working with them on as far as being leaderships, uh, leaders in their own communities, how they can do that, how they can be advocates in their community. Um, so <laughs> that's that's a little spirit time I have. I do spend time uh, in church, as, in the choir as well. <laughs> Um, Very so good. I, I, yeah, I try to keep busy, <laughs> but not too busy, but I do try to keep busy. Yeah. Well, you seem to be very, very active, very, very active. <laughs> now, as far as salary, I don't want you to tell me your salary. As far as salary, <laughs> in case somebody's listening, are you paid by the case? Are you, mm-hmm. are the state pay you so much? Uh mm-hmm. Well, how do you get your money? Don't tell me how much money you're getting, the billions of dollars that you're making. But how are you paid? How do you get your pay? Okay. Yeah. Don't don't tell me the billions of dollars that you're making. It's how do you how are you paid? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I I just have a straight salary uh, working for the state. Um, so, but I mean, it, it could be a position where it's like you know, outside of that, where you're in private practice, where it'd be billable hours, and then you would you know be paid in that in that way. Or you sometimes um, attorneys do like contingency based fees and stuff like that. But I just have a straight salary, so if I work sixty hours, they don't give me the same amount same amount of money. <laughs> okay, all right, very very good, very very good. Now. I'm so proud of you, very proud of you, and I can go on and on because I'm enjoying this conversation from little Sawana Jean, who will come to <laughs> Brainbow Practice, now of one of the most famous lawyers. 
in the world. Yeah. Now, you know I got to be proud. You know your parents got to be proud of you. But now, is there a vision or legacy you feel like you are building or wish to be built? Um, Okay, you understand the question? mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think think this. um, Growing up, first of all, my parents very much valued education. Um, But I remember my dad said to me, he was like, you know, I don't care what job that you have. Um, he's like, if you're the street sweeper, um, be the best at it. And so um, that's a goal, right? Um, but I, I feel like I want that the, the legacy to be in what I feel like I'm working towards is um, being in service um, to my community. Um, and so I think that that's important to for me um, to be in a space where um, I'm giving back um, because I, I, stand on, I stand on broad shoulders of people that have gone before me. Um, and so um, being able to be a resource to others is important, um, and being in service to um, my community is important, too. So I think that's the legacy that I'm looking forward to building. At least I hope that's what I'm, I hope that's what I'm doing right now, and that, um, you know, perhaps one day when I'm not here, that that's, that's what I've left behind. Very good. You know, I am overjoyed. I am overjoyed. I can go on and on and talking with you because I'm learning so much from you. But do you have any closing statements that you would like to say at this time? And um, no, you, it's, it's been a delight. <laughs> any, any of your former Brainbow students that you would like to um, brag, do some little bragging about or anything? You have a you have time now to just say whatever you want to as a closing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, well, I'm definitely thankful for this opportunity to um, share. And hopefully if somebody was thinking about, you know, making a decision to do something they wanted to do that, perhaps they're going to go out and do it um, and, you know, go ahead and spend the time to do the thing they feel like has been laid on their heart, their purpose, or pursue their passion. Um, when I think about Brain Ball, gosh, I, I feel almost kind of like it was a, a coming out of my shell um, being in there and just kind of having the opportunity to fill the team with such great minds. I was always really impressed with all of my team, <laughs> all of my mm-hmm. teammates because they were so intelligent and I was like, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and just, you know, just how quickly they rattled off the facts and, you know, just how thorough they were with the books and the questions and so forth. Um, so proud to have uh, been on the team uh, with all of them. Um, and, uh, they, you know, I was the baby. <laughs> I was the baby yes. on the team, and they treated me well. Right. But they they were good, but they were protective of me, and I appreciated that, um, you know, to the utmost. So it was it was um, awesome to be in that space, and then just I feel like it was it was my coming out. Like I, my cousin told me, like she's like, oh yeah, she always has her face in the book. I did. I read I read a lot, um, but uh-huh. it allowed me to come out and, and interact with other people, um, and really feel comfortable doing that and kind of finding my voice. So. Um, I definitely can attribute that to being a part of the Brain Bowl team and um, your your brainchild and creation. So we appreciate that. Um, and just thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for that opportunity um, and the opportunity now to just um, just to kind of to say a little bit about what's going on with me at this point. So um, I'm grateful for all the experiences that I've had. I'm grateful for uh, my family, my parents, um, and just. Everything that has made up Sawana at this point, so <laughs> the good and the bad, right? Because you grow, 
and learn. Um, so yeah, thank you. Thank you, and thank you for being wonderful. And I always say you are truly someone special. You're an outstanding dignitary who's destined for greatness. And thank you for being you, because guess what? <laughs> no one else qualifies. And you continue to be blessed. Continue to be blessed. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. This has been Bernice Preston with one of my outstanding dignitaries who was on my Brainbow team, or our Brainbow team. And she's making a difference in this world. Thank you to her parents because they were her first teachers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And you continue to be blessed. Okay, good night. Good night. Thank you.